Hey, welcome to How to Write a Novel, the intermittent podcast where I talk about the process of writing a novel. Fucking hot day today. I'm on a not too busy street, so hopefully the sound won't just be dog shit. But yeah, this is the podcast I used to do every single day till I got all my big thoughts out about working on a big project like a novel. And now I just update it when I got something in mind, some thought that came to me. Oh, this is so hot. I'm already dying. So uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about the merit of completing projects. Because I think that's kind of been the biggest change from like back when I was in my 20s and I never finished anything. Whereas now being in my 30s when I sometimes finish things. Because <laughs> yeah, what it really came down to was the first book that I finished, which is this nonfiction book about the video game The Last of Us. And how it really wasn't successful. Like whatever little daydreams I had about like, oh, I'll get new Twitter followers and people will think this book is cool and talk about it. I mean, really, just to be frank, none of that happened. Just I put this thing out and I got some very nice, you know, the people who did read it, I got a bunch of nice emails and stuff. But it was this quick little flash and then that was kind of it. Jesus, now it just got windy as fuck, which I can't complain about because it's so hot, but that's going to be bad for the recording. Oh, well, what can I do? Whatever, man. The weather's the weather. But yeah, now that it's been about a year since I put that book out, it's just kind of neat how super valuable it's been, like how glad I am that I finished that book. And I guess like now that a little time has passed, it just extra doesn't matter how the book did, you know, how it performed. It's like, who, who really cares? That becomes less and less notable and the, uh, the sort of tale of it, the, the way that it has changed my, my view of things is more and more positive. So I guess uh, there's two aspects to this. The first is just the long tail of things that just putting out this book and I tried to uh, promote it. For a while, I really put my nose to the grindstone. It's like, all right, I figured out how to send out a press release, which did get some traction. I got some write-ups here and there. But uh, being uh, included in the video game news cycle is very tough to do. I guess Reddit was kind of the best thing, but even on like The Last of Us Reddit or the video games Reddit, I mean, there's a lot going on on Reddit. It's still like, a very brief, everything's brief now, it's the internet age. You only have someone's attention for a second and then they're on to something else. But also just how things really aren't done, you know, I'm still uh, working on the audiobook version and then I'm gonna put that out as a series of YouTube videos. I'm gonna be continually still working on this thing for like another year. And that I think will be a lot more valuable than the initial burst like it seems like those are the two methods of like if you're already known if you're kind of a known person then that first moment of like hey I just released a new thing that's your big burst of like here's the big bunch of attention and here's the big time of people giving a shit 
But if you're just some nobody like me, if you're just some guy who's just adrift in the digital sea, the giant ocean of the internet, then that first moment of releasing something isn't anything, because like, who's gonna give a shit? Who could possibly give a shit? Who's even there to notice? It's the, the long tail, it's, you know, the time spent in, in the market or whatever. That's what they say about investing. It's not about what investments you make and what moves you make. It's really just time spent in the market is the most important thing. And I guess I've noticed with like YouTube videos, I've got a bunch of just random miscellaneous YouTube channels and YouTube videos I've put out and most of them are just kind of sitting there and no one ever really gave a shit. But every once in a while, one of them catches on. Like, I had this little podcast. I only did it for about six months. It was called Seven Days, where every week I just picked a new activity to do. And toward the end of that podcast, it was getting real abstract. It just became seven of whatever I was interested in. So I did an episode that was seven stories by Dan Avedon of The Game Grumps. And I just put that out on YouTube, and I just kind of forgot about it. I forgot about that whole YouTube channel. And it's just been sitting there for a couple of years, and now it's got like thousands of views. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. I just kind of forgot that it was there, and it just accrued some speed. And a cooler example of that same thing is, I used to do a podcast called XO. And I put some of those on YouTube. And I did this one about the comedian Patrice O'Neill that kind of traces his whole sort of career and up to his death. And it's another case of I just put a bunch of those episodes on YouTube and some of them have some views and some of them don't. But that one took off because I think people are just interested in Patrice O'Neill because he is awesome. And it really is like, if I do say so myself, I did a, a good job. I put a lot of work into it. And it has 45,000 views and like I love that. You know, YouTube comments are famously just full of assholes, but the comments on that video are so awesome. I love whenever I get a notification because it's always somebody like, fuck yeah, Patrice, right on. And my favorite compliment is somebody wrote like, yo, this Keith guy who made this video, he would have been one of these motherfuckers in the 80s making these fucking mix tapes and like he would have been a mixtape king. Like, nice job. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you, man. Thank you. It's pretty much exclusively black dudes <laughs> that post comments on that video. But yeah, that video, it's like cool. It's like, and there's other little things of like, earlier in this podcast, I talked about Kyle Bossman's Box Peak video. And I cut that part out, my little Box Peak review. And just put it up as a clip on YouTube. And I just noticed today that Box Peak has like 28,000 views. And my review has about 1,000, 1,100 views. So I mean like out of every 30 so whatever people who watch Box Peak, one of them watches my review. I'm like, that's cool. That's a really good ratio. So that's one of the lessons is just like, don't worry about the initial impact, the initial moment. It's like, just put stuff out and just don't even worry about it. Just don't even think about it for a few years. Just let it sit there. And maybe nothing will happen, but maybe something will. Just because I didn't get the uh, initial attention on this book about The Last of Us that I hoped I would get. I mean, it's gonna be a thing 
for the rest of my life. It ain't going anywhere. In the long term, there's still a good chance that that book will be something that someone will care about, you know? And even if it isn't, and if that doesn't happen, like, that's fine. Just move on to other projects, work on other things. Just let it sit, and what happens, happens. Uh, here's a nice little shaded area that's somewhat quieter. I guess not entirely, because there's some guy's machine on the other side of these woods. But, uh, but the other side of that, I mean, it's connected. I guess it's basically the same thing, but it's just to kind of get over the idea of, uh, yeah, of that little burst, that little, like, like, oh, look at me, I'm doing a thing, give me some validation, you know, to just kind of, like, realize how fleeting that would be even if it happened, even if it worked, that that's not what's important. And that what's much more important is just finishing, just actually getting things done. So I've talked about that a bit before, just that, just finishing that book. Oh, nice, whatever that was turned off. It really did just fill me with, uh, just, nope, <laughs> there it goes. But just so much more confidence about being able to finish a book. Like, instead of it being an abstract thing, just floating around of all these different ideas I've got, but I never seem to quite finish them. That feeling of having finished is, like, so awesome that... It really is what's spurring me on to work on this current novel. Because it's like, now that I felt it, it's like, it feels so much more, I feel much, so much more solid, so much more stable. Like, the idea of writing, being a writer and writing a whole book isn't this abstract thing that I'm just claiming I can do and hoping I can do. It is something that I have done. And now it's like, all right, I'll just do it again. I've done it before, I can do it again. It's a little different to write a novel than it is nonfiction, but... It's similar enough that the, uh, that sort of sense of self-efficacy definitely carries over. It's like, as long as I just keep at it, there's no reason why I can't do this. I've already done it before, I'll do it again. And that value of putting stuff out, like just last night, I, uh, just thinking about that, about how much I like just having something done and how much I'm worrying less about the outcome. Because, you know, I put out this Last of Us book and uh, it didn't have the effect that I wanted. But now that it's been a year and I'm like, yeah, but I don't even mind. I don't care. Like, the value of having put it out is so much... It feels so good to me, you know, just to me in my life. I'm like, I'm so glad I did that. I'm so glad that I got that thing done. It's so cool feeling. That even if there is no particular notice outside of me, it's like, yeah, well, who cares, though? That actually wouldn't have been as valuable. What's valuable is that I did it. And thinking about just stuff like the Patrice O'Neill podcast, that just after having sat there since 2014, I believe, I put that out. I might have even put it on YouTube a little later than that. But now in 2018, you know, it's got 45,000 views. Like, the two things combined, how much I just like to finish stuff and how valuable I've learned that that is, and... And the idea of not worrying, just put it out, see what happens. Maybe something will happen, maybe something won't, whatever, either way is fine. So there's another episode of that XO podcast I did about this kid, Roger Swan, who, uh, it's this really exciting story of this guy from Michigan moving to Japan, and uh, through his vlogs, you really get to just, like, see him come out of his shell and 
it's so exciting, all the stuff that he does. But then he died unexpectedly while he was in Japan. And the whole thing, it was just such a fascinating story to me that I went through all his vlogs and I pieced them together into about a 90-minute little audio documentary about him. But since there is video for all this stuff, I took all the audio from videos. I'm like, you know, if I just reinstate the videos, I can make a visual documentary about this guy. And I started working on it years ago, and I worked on it for a long time. I worked pretty hard on it. But I got so caught up, because this was back in the day before I'd kind of learned this slightly more zen approach to, uh, to artistic projects. So I was just constantly thinking about what I was going to do with this thing. I got like halfway through making it, and I just got so caught up in... Like, I was living in Toronto at the time, where they have the Hot Docs Festival, and... And I was thinking of that, of like, okay, if I get this thing done, maybe I can submit it to a documentary festival, the documentary circuit. But I didn't really know how to do that, that was all quite overwhelming feeling. And... I used a lot of licensed music, so I'm like, I don't know what I would do about that. And a lot of these videos are from the pre-HD era. So it's really low res. The first half of the documentary looks really quite bad until Roger got a new camera. So I'm like, how is that even going to work? Is this even releasable? How would you even project this? Is it too, too low res? And I got so caught up in all this shit that just seemed so overwhelming that I just kind of gave up. I just drifted away from that project and I never finished it. And I just realized last night, I'm like, man, you know what? I got to finish that and just put it on YouTube. Like, I shouldn't be doing it for this hope. You know, I'd have these little visions of like, man, if everything went just right, I know this is going to be a really cool documentary. So I could envision myself at like a documentary screening doing a Q&A or something. And I just realized last night, like, is that really why I was doing that? Is that really what the end goal was? Was that the point? And of course, that was not the point. The point was that I was fascinated by this guy, Roger Swan. I really felt this connection to him. I didn't, you know, I worked on the audio version it took a long time to make and I really was careful and meticulous about it because I cared about this guy and I wanted to do like a tribute to this dude. And getting kind of caught in the trappings of hoping that I, my, my little video about him would be successful actually fucked me up and I just never finished it. So I just realized last night like, man, I got to finish that thing and just put it on YouTube and forget about it, you know? just. Finish it for the sake of finishing it, because it'll feel good to me to know that I finished it. And then I'll just put it out there, and then just not think about it, you know? And people will hopefully find it. There's a little group of Roger Swan fans that'll obviously watch it. And if that's all that ever happens, that's fine. If it ever only has 200 views on YouTube, it's like, that's fine. Whatever. And then if I just don't think about it for four years and check in on it, maybe it'll have a bunch of views. Whatever. Who knows? Or even the idea of withholding. It's such an old world idea, but I did really used to get caught up on that. Like, like I can't just put this documentary out 
It can't just be on YouTube and be available. Not if I want it to be a real documentary. But that's just really not true. There's this guy, Danny O'Dwyer, who does video game documentaries under the title No Clip, and he's excellent. I love all his stuff. But he just recently had one of his documentaries screened, even though it's been on YouTube for free. Like, the fact that something is on YouTube and is available, I mean, it's still invisible, you know? It's that giant ocean of the internet. It's not like you've ruined it or you've given it away. Still no one has seen it. Still no one knows. Still no one cares. I mean, like, uh, the first no-clip video was about the video game Doom. And it's got, like, at least a million views. Maybe two by now, but Danny's always talking about how, despite the fact that he, like, made it, how often people don't know about what he's doing, because two million views is still nothing, <laughs> you know? Like, that's just the world we're in. There is no amount of visibility that is visible. Like, it just doesn't matter how famous you are, you know? I remember I didn't hear that song Gangnam Style till it had been out for like two years. I somehow never heard it. That was the most famous thing that has happened in the 21st century, <laughs> you know? So putting this thing out still wouldn't affect its future potential and would probably actually help, you know, just that it's available. Maybe someone would see it and would care and could help shepherd it through that process of like, how do you submit a documentary? How do we deal with music rights? That would all be more realistic and easier to have happen later, you know? If someone sees this thing, it can champion it. But again, I'm just beyond the point of that being part of the equation. Like, I just, I just don't care. That isn't what I care about anymore. That's what I cared about five or six years ago. Now I don't give a shit. And it's such a good feeling, that feeling of like, ah, the wisdom of age, you know? Like, it's so much better just to complete things and put them out. It's so much more valuable for yourself instead of worrying about what the world thinks, of worrying about outside validation. Because that's never going to come. Like, it kind of can't come. Like, again, it doesn't matter how famous you are. I'm thinking of, like, Kanye West. So famous. But I haven't heard a Kanye West single since his fourth album. Like, Love Lockdown. That was a long time ago, and that's the last time I paid attention to Kanye West, and I literally haven't heard one of his songs since then. Because we're just not in that world anymore. Like, unless you go seek something out because you care, it's not gonna get to you. <laughs> you know, it's not gonna reach you. I don't dislike Kanye West, I always kind of like this stuff, I'm always kind of curious about what he's up to, but I just, I'm not, it's not like in the 80s when like a big song was just on the radio and you heard it all the time. We're just not in that world anymore, I don't listen to the radio, I always have my own shit playing in my headphones. The most famous guy in the world is invisible to most people. So that's like, that's just not a hill you can climb. There is no such thing as visibility. There's no such thing as success. It just doesn't exist anymore. So yeah, to just put things out, man. So much more valuable. And I mean, I'm still with this novel because of the lesson I learned from uh, my nonfiction book kind of going nowhere. 
My plan is not to self-publish because it's just very hard to do and I really got no traction out of that. I'm gonna try to go through official channels, but if that all doesn't work, well then, hey, whatever, man. I'll just put it out by whatever means necessary and just move on to the next thing, because that's, that's all that really matters. Just doing the shit that you like, do it for yourself, get to the end. Complete the project. Because if you worry too much about it being successful, a, a quote-unquote successful project, Obviously, there's a little bit of that that's valuable and that's useful and like you don't want to just immediately just toss everything out With no like opportunity of it being successful But if that's like tripping you up if that's getting in your way I'm definitely learning the value of just letting it go just like you know what I just don't even care I don't mind that's not what's important. That's not what I'm aiming for if getting hung up on a quote-unquote success derails a project and just ruins it because it becomes so stressful and it just becomes so, like, all of these extra elements, these nebulous social elements that really no one can control, if that's getting in the way to the point that, that your work is suffering and that you're not completing stuff, I definitely think it's valuable to let that thought go and to just not care. It's better to just put something out and move on to the next thing. Don't put out stuff that's shitty, you know, still make it as good as you can. Take your time, make it as good as you can. Give it its greatest chance of being something that someone will care about. But then put it out and fucking move on, <laughs> move on to the next thing. Even in the case of like this Last of Us book, like I haven't completely abandoned it, I'm still like working on the audiobook, working on the video version, but that's still essentially moving on to the next thing. It's such a different project, recording an audiobook and making these videos. I'm really not hung up on the book version anymore. It's out there, I tried some things, I tried to Facebook advertising, because it's not that bad of a deal. I can't remember how much it was, but for like, I don't know, 20 or 30 bucks, I got that ad for the book sort of pushed to uh, a few thousand people, two or three thousand people. But the click-through rate was like 28 people. <laughs> you know, It's like, all right, well, hey, whatever. I tried it. It's interesting to try. Just, hey, maybe nobody gives a shit about this. That's a possibility. There was a period when people were writing a lot of books about video games, but maybe that time is kind of passing. Maybe that's just uh, not such a popular thing. I am excited about the YouTube video idea, though, because there's like these people... Uh, Noah Gervais is one guy's name. Um, he's coming to mind because I'm watching his video about Far Cry right now. What's the guy? Oh, man. There's an Irish guy. Matthew Matosis, and there's an American dude who, whose name is escaping me, but there's these people that do these really long, in-depth YouTube videos about video games that are quite successful, and I really like their stuff. So I'm still kind of hopeful. I'm like, once I start putting out my great big in-depth video series about The Last of Us based on this book, maybe that'll catch on because that's still a thing that seems popular. But again, whatever, you know, I'll try, but I'm not gonna get hung up. 
I'll just do each thing for the sake of doing it, for like the process of learning about a new discipline, of trying a new thing. And yeah, it's just a good feeling like that I had that idea last night of like, oh yeah, you remember that, that documentary that you half finished and never fucking, you know, just that you just fell off on? It's nice for instead of it seeming like this towering monolith, like that's why I never finished it, was like, oh geez, that seems so insurmountable, not only to finish this documentary, but then to go through the process of like, now what do I do? How do you submit a documentary? How do you make this, how do I make this successful? And then with that new view of it that I had last night, I'm like, yeah, fuck that. What if I don't give a shit if it's successful? What if I just finish it and just put it on YouTube and just let whatever happens happen? And it's like, awesome, because not only is that way less stressful feeling, but I'll actually do it, you know? And that's what makes all the difference in the world. Like, all the theorizing and all of the potential in the world doesn't fucking mean anything if you never put the thing out, if you never finish it. Like, if I do put this thing on YouTube and it only ever gets 200 views ever, that's still better than how things are now where I just gave up and I was just never going to finish it. So yeah, I guess that would be the point. If I was trying to wrap this up into a point, <laughs> it's that, yeah, if a project seems overwhelming and you're not working on it every day anymore and it's just sort of slipped to the wayside and it's just never going to get finished, then pare it down, pare down the expectations, pare down the idea of what you're actually trying to do. Try to get rid of these like outside ancillary ideas of what this work means and what it's supposed to achieve and how it's supposed to be received by the outside world. And just think about what it actually is. Just think about what steps you actually need to do to actually finish it and just worry about that. You don't need to go any deeper than that. And that's my ramble for this episode. Thank you for listening. I'll be back in whenever, the next time I have a thought. Oh yeah, song of the day, of course. <laughs> well, let's play a song from that Roger Swan documentary. Because that was one thing with the music. Because I'm like, man, I could... If I had to, I guess I could replace the music in this documentary with stuff that isn't licensed music, but I would hate to do that because I picked the song so deliberately and so carefully. And like, for instance, it opens with, you can hear the podcast, by the way, at keithcourage.com. Just click on XO. It's just called Roger Swan. This is a song called Brother Down by Sam Roberts, not Sam Roberts, the, uh, radio personality. We have a Canadian Sam Roberts who's a musician. And this is, I think, his best song, easily. And I thought it was such a neat song to play because this documentary, this, this little story of Roger Swan, opens with him deciding to break free of his little normal life in Battle Creek, Michigan and to move to Japan. And the chorus of this song is, I think my life is passing me by. Which is just exactly kind of how Roger was feeling. He's like, what exactly am I doing? Where's my life going? 
this I, I want to do stuff that's exciting you know my life is passing me by I need to go see the world and at the same time it's like kind of creepy when you know that he dies during this adventure it's like yeah my life's passing me by like life's fleeting it makes it more important than ever that he's doing this arguably at the same time maybe he wouldn't have died if he wasn't in Japan because he died of a uh, pancreatitis which may have been related to eating sushi it's hard to say maybe he would have died anyway maybe he wouldn't the whole thing is it's complicated but I mean I feel like this song it was just the, the right song the perfect song and again if I just finish this thing for myself and just put it on YouTube I don't need to worry anymore about like, oh, I don't know, do I have to get the rights for this song? I have no idea how to do that. How does this work? None of that matters. I can just put it out. But yeah, it's a beautiful song. So here's Brother Down by Sam Roberts. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Is it tough in the